Morning, guys. Welcome to Tuesday Manna. Um, we have been walking through the fruit of the Spirit, right? The attributes that come when we accept Jesus into our lives and then get baptized into the Holy Spirit. The attributes that we, sh- that every Christian should have. Um, we've looked at the first, right? And let's go through. So remember, this is Paul in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. He says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now we have looked at love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, and last week we got to look at goodness. Um, The most amazing thing that I want to bring to your memory is I believe that every human being, you know, Adam and Eve were made in the image of God. And we are from Adam and Eve, right? So there's portion in us where we can experience each of these. And, but what I want you to remember is we can't experience these attributes to the fullest without the Holy Spirit, right? We can see goodness in people. We can see love, joy, peace, patience, but we can't ever experience the full thing without the Holy Spirit. So today, I want to step into the next one, which is faithfulness, Um, which we see a lot. But again, we need the spirit to be totally faithful. And I'm so excited for what we're going to look at in faithfulness. Say, There's so many stories that we could look at in in the Old Testament where people were faithful, right? You got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, faithful to obey what God had said, even when facing a fiery furnace. Daniel in the lion's den, faithful to pray three times, even when facing a lion, right? Pray to God three times a day. Um, Joseph, David, there's so many people, but today I want to look at the times in the Bible when Jesus marveled at a person's faith, okay? And we're going to tie this all in to how the Holy Spirit helps us be faithful. Okay, before we do that, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, and I just thank you so much for this time. God, I thank you that we can come each morning. God, just hear from your word and hear from you. God, I pray that you would speak to us through your word. God, your word never returns void. God, so I pray that you'd plant the seed in those hearts, God. And help us through the Spirit to be faithful, God, to you. God, to be faithful to the one that saved our lives from sin, God, through your Son. And I thank you for that, God. We love you because you first loved us. God, I thank you for your love. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, so as I was looking up faithful, again, I feel like we need to be very clear in this day and age what we mean by faith and faithfulness. Um, The Bible talks about in Hebrews 11.1, right? Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things unseen, right? Knowing that what God has promised, he will fulfill. That in the Spirit, we have the power to fulfill God's will. As long as we as Christians are walking that life that God has us called in, doing what God has called us to, like witnessing to others, sharing the gospel, when we're doing those things, we have power 
because God is walking with us. So we have faith to know that God will be there for us. Um, the Blue Letter Bible is an app, and it's amazing. There's so many things you can do it, but there's word study, and it's great at defining terms or how it's used in the Bible. And it says, the outline of biblical uses of faith is this. It's the conviction, can't speak, right? Conviction of the truth of anything. Belief in the New Testament of a conviction or belief respecting man relationships to God and divine things, generally with the included idea of trust and holy fever born of faith and joined with it. So that's the conviction of truth, right? We can relate it to God. In the Bible, it says the conviction that God exists and is the creator and ruler of all things, the provider and bestower of eternal salvation through Christ, faith in God. Related to Christ, faith in Christ, a strong and welcome conviction or belief that Jesus is the Messiah through whom we obtain eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. So faith in Christ unto salvation. Um, the religious belief of Christians, it's used as the faith, right? We are of the faith. Um, the belief with the predominant idea of trust or confidence, whether in God or in Christ, bringing from faith in the same. Um the character of one who can be relied on is the last way that it's used, right? If someone is faithful, you can rely on that. When we are faithful to God and Christ through the Holy Spirit, we can be relied on to do what God asks us to do. So there were a couple times that Jesus was amazed by faith in the Bible. Today, I want to focus on two of those. Um, and it's amazing how we can look at the differences. We're going to start in Luke 7, 1 through 10, okay? And I want you to look at how Christ marveled at this man's faith, okay? And how just, it's so cool. So I love when Christ, when Christ, who was God, right? Who we need to exemplify our lives after, when he marvels at something, we need to pay attention. So Luke 7, and we're gonna read 1 through 10, okay? So, Luke 7, 1 through 10. Now when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. For he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue, right? So he has Jews come and saying, hey, this is a good guy. Would you heal this servant for this man? He's helped us. Okay, right? So his servant is sick. Verse 6, then Jesus went with them. And when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus did these, heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith not even in Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found, that the, found the servant well who had been sick. 
So this guy doesn't even meet Jesus, right? He sends his friends out. He sends people to Jesus because he doesn't feel that he is worthy. A centurion, right? So he is not a Jew, but he has helped the Jews. He sends people to Jesus and says, hey, would you ask him to heal my servant? And these people are like, hey, this guy's a good guy. He loves our nation. He has built us a synagogue. He has to have some faith, right? But all he knows is if Jesus will say the word, his servant will be healed. And Jesus said, man, I have not seen this kind of faith even in Israel, right? This is someone that's out of Israel, that's not a part, not a Jew, not where salvation comes from, but he has faith in Jesus that much. And that's amazing. I mean, think about the amount of faith that would take to say that and to just know that Jesus was going to do that. Do we have that faith? Do we trust that God has our back when we're walking that the, the shallow road, the thin road of um, salvation? Um, okay, so that's the one I want us to look at. That's one of them. Jesus marveled at how much faith someone had that wasn't even of Israel. Okay, The next one I want to look at is found in Mark, and it's going to be Mark chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Um, there we go. So here we go. Mark chapter 6. Then he went out from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him? Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. Now he could do no mighty work there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went to the villages in a circuit teaching. So this time... Jesus marvels at their lack of faith, right? He goes to his own city where he was born, a city full of people that should know him, have faith in him. They have that religion. And because they know his lineage, his family, their faith is gone, right? Who is this? Where did he get this wisdom? Is this not the brother of jo of? Judas and James and Simon and his sisters are here. Why should we listen to him, right? And he was only able to do small healings because their faith. So what I want us to focus on today is my challenge really for you guys is to look at these two. We want to be the one that Jesus looks at and marvels at our faith, right? Wow, I can't believe you had that faith. The Bible says, actually Jesus said in Matthew 18, 3 through 4, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like a child, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Whoever humbles himself like this child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So he wasn't saying, you know, you have to revert and become like a little kid. He's saying you need to have the faith and humility of a child to enter the kingdom of heaven, right? The faith of a child, that child that 
trust that their parents will have the next, their next food for them, will have water that they need to drink, right? They just have that faith that they know their parents got it covered. Do we have that faith with God? Do we know as we're walking down that path with him that he has our back, that through the Holy Spirit, right, we have power and God will provide everything that we need to fulfill his will? So as you go out, look for opportunities to exercise your faith, right? Remember, faith is when we put our whole weight on something. When we walk across that prime bridge, that's putting our whole weight on that bridge. Look for opportunities that you have to put your whole, the whole weight of your faith on God, knowing that he is faithful to us so we can be faithful to him, okay? And it's not like we need a lot of faith. Remember, James, Jesus said in Matthew 17, 20, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith like the grain of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. The size of a mustard seed, that's all the faith we need. So go out today, exercise your faith, witness to that person that doesn't know Jesus. Share your love to that person, right? Share a meal with that person. Share Jesus with that person. Thanks, guys. Have a good day.